We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. Week 10 DraftKings picks. If you haven't signed up to play in the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League as of yet, change that right now. Link is down in the description. Three max entry, $15 to play, no rake, thus making it the best tournament on DraftKings. You need lineups and want to make the best projections for that tournament? I got you covered again. Runthesims.com slash Mayo will get you 10% off. All of the all the customizable optimizers, the projections, the betting tools. It's all up there. Check it out. Runthesims.com. Tambo, you keep winning King of the Beach seats, but not on Thursday night, but you have four now. You got four. Yeah, tried to get the fifth last night, but it's the last shot, Pat. So this is the week. You got to get yours in there. Lots of opportunity over on DraftKings to get in there. Still $40, $20, $5, $100, $500. You can get in. Pick your poison. I keep playing the $100 one. And like I said, I've had a bunch of top five finishes, no seat, and it's going to be nice when this is over and I stop losing 200 bucks a week trying to qualify for the stupid tournament. Or win this week. Or win this back week. for the season and the potential for to get in on the next week for the play-in and then get down to San Diego. It's 100K? 200K. 200K. 200K, 150, 100, actually. It's a very nice payout structure. And a trip to San Diego. That's right. I wonder who, if we're both gone, who's going to cover my shows? We're going to do it from down there. That is, now I have to pay for Paul to come, too. We'll have the money. We'll make that's, it work. That's true. Between one of us, maybe. I mean, you yeah. have potentially the five seats. We'll make it work. It, it would be... Nice if it, you were like that guy in the Fantasy Golf World Championship who just had all these entries and got them all through to the final round. That would be very nice. Two through last year worked out for second place, so we could try it for this year to get the, the final trophy that I'm looking to put on the shelf. Third in 2017, second last year. Get the first place this year be nice. Uh, reminder to sub to the newsletter. That's also down in the description. Rate and review and sub to the Mayo Media Network on Apple, Spotify for the Pat Mayo Experience and all the videos up on Mayo Media Network right now. I'll be back on Saturday with a full injury report and all of that updated newsletter coming out Saturday evening as well in case anything changes. Let's talk week 10. Where Chalk Goes to Die? 
I think so. That was going to be my line. I said it before the show, but it's the first week we've got with double digits. Hopefully it's the first week we've got where double digit chalk goes down because man, it's been a lot. And this week is no different, especially when we get talking quarterback, you know, Justin Fields got the price bump, but is it really that much? He's still only 6,500. It's against Detroit. You've got only three pretty, like three decent totals on the slate. So that involves the Kansas City game, the Miami game. So we're going to talk about Tua, Mahomes, those games there as well. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes, but a really tough week, I think. And that kind of makes it fun for tournaments. Looking at the just initial ownership projections right now, obviously a lot of this is going to change by the time Sunday comes along and people get their final and an injury can open up the entire thing, as we know. But as we speak on a Friday, Damian Pierce, above all, is the play this week, it appears. Like yeah. 30, maybe more percent ownership in big field tournaments. That's what I'm seeing. Obviously, the usage is incredible there, but at the same time, it feels like people want to play Saquon Barkley they're going up against the Texans and not saying it's flipping definitely Pierce is where the ownership's at I'm just saying I wonder if that means people will play them both in the same game and just try and make it work elsewhere because if you have here's the thing the reason that works is because what we're going to talk about when you go Fields Mooney Komet of course it's going to work again this week it worked last Mm -hmm. week you run it back with Amon Ra who's not in that upper tier of pricing but his usage is basically the same his target share all snaps everything are up with the guys in that eight to nine k range up to Tyreek, I guess. So that's to me is where it stands out that you can just easily get to any of these running backs that are showing up as chalk right now. Let's see. St. Brown is 6,900. Yeah. So if you did the Fields, Mooney, Komet, St. Brown, you have 5,500 left per player. Yep. Put Pierce in there. Put a cheap D in there. Boom. You've got still got money to spend. So do you think it's going to be the cheap stacks that let people or the chalk stacks that let people down or the chalk running backs? Because per my numbers, ETN's the best play. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be the chalk quarterbacks. Right? I don't know what you see exactly right now for ownership on Fields, but Fields and Mahomes look like they're taking up almost 30% plus. Or more, yeah. Of, or more, exactly, of ownership on this slate. And uh, again, do do what I say, not what I do, or, or opposite if you don't believe in this, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to fade both of those guys as of right now and just let it play out. One for Fields if he beats me three weeks in a row. We said this last time with Burrow and they did beat me, but that was two weeks in a row. <laughs> if Fields beats me three weeks in a row, he can do it. It's fine. And again, it's like you're just building this. To me, it's also the other thing is like, can you get that different with them? I don't know. You could put Chase Claypool instead of Mooney and hope that Claypool gets more snaps. You're right about that last week. It did open it up a little for the passing game. It's not like Claypool got a bunch of work. He was just out there some, as you expected. So you're right on that. But Fields, him, don't play command. I don't know what else you're going to do to get different with that. I would actually prefer the running game. Yeah, could, could, but who do you like? You have to you, take a shot. I think you have to take Montgomery. Yeah. That's what I think, too. I don't feel good about that. I don't either. Um, here's what I put in my notes, because I was going to talk about this with you later, but I, I do feel about this. I said, basically, you play Montgomery here, I think, because even Jamal Williams is getting a little love on the other side as one of the mid-tier backs, because Swift News, we're waiting on, ease back in, got to wait on the coach speak, always with Detroit. But all I'm saying, Montgomery's not really getting any ownership. He's 100 bucks more. Herbert is right there, same price or just under him, but... I think you have to take a shot, Pat, and pretend like it's Thursday night football. (laughs) Last night, we just watched it. Hubbard was back. Mind you, I know it was from injury, a little different, but they still just ran Foreman out there. We've seen that spot. If you could get that here and just hope that it's Montgomery to steal those touchdowns from Fields, why not run the ball against them? It still works very well. If you want to take a shot with Herbert instead, go ahead. I just like that it directly does that against Fields. And then on top of it, I like that because you can kind of balance your ownership there. If you still said, look, I just can't get past because Amon Ra, I know it's wide receiver chalk and it can bust too and does often, but man, he looks very good and just has not had the game yet from what the usage has been. So if you wanted to still get to Amon Ra, 
I think that secondary stack could be pretty interesting. Amon Rossing at 14. That's still less than like Tyreek. It's right around where Cooper Cup is going to come in. Yeah. Then you have like Amari Cooper, who's just breaching double digits right now at the top of the wide receiver chalk type list. Then you go down, you have Christian Kirk at $5,900, who's like the third highest owned guy on this slate. That seems like a pretty good, but that has to be in correlation, I would guess, with the Kansas City stacks. Yes, it's the Kansas City stacks to make it work. That's why you're seeing Zay Jones up there too in some places, right? People are trying to get to these spots where they can play Mahomes. And then also, of course, the flip side is, as we talk about every week, and we'll talk about it again this week, but... Trevor Lawrence just continues to beat his price tag. He just, it's three and a half X every week that you get at him and he hasn't had the good game. He keeps doing what you say and messing it up. As soon as they get down there, it's like, oh, there's another pick or there's a fumble or whatever it might be. But he still puts up the 17 plus DraftKings points where at his price tag, that's valuable. I just wonder this week if we see a lot of that because Kirk, again, in the winning Millie Maker lineup last week, people played Kirk. You could have played ETN. You could have got stacks that way, but Jacksonville side seems just as popular, so to speak, the, so far. The mid-tier ownership right now, in terms of like projection versus ownership, we're seeing in the double digits, Rondell Moore, because it looks like he's going to be fine with his hand injury. We still don't know if Kyler's going to play or not. I would guess he's going to play, but could be was Colt McCoy against John Wofford Jeez. could end up being that matchup in Arizona. And the Rams, Juju at like close to 20% right now. That'll come down. Zay Jones, who you mentioned, in 10%. Deontay Johnson... 17%? That doesn't seem right. Why are people so high on Deontay Johnson? Is Claypool gone? I think I would just only want to play Fryermouth from that team. Yeah, the thing is, the price tag, 5800 bucks. the fact that Claypool's gone. And then if you look, like the usage, I know a lot of people out there on the Twitter space are pushing. It might even be in the tidbits this week. You know, I'll see. I, I think there's one out there on it just talking about what his usage has been and still just not getting there. Again, doesn't mean he will, but I think it's, uh, you know, set up in the same model that people saw Mixon come from last week that want to hop on and say usage 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 no points no points no points no points here they all come Camaro did it two weeks ago yep and I mean I I like your call of Amon Ra better for that because the usage is still there yeah he's still good it's just not translating I'm I'm seeing him getting steamed up too but again like I said it's for me for him it's for good reason like I I would have not been surprised if he was 7900 here in this spot just to you know make it work and probably there still would have been interest in him or on them at that price. So I don't think people are going to go away at 6,900, probably 15 to 20%, if not, who knows, by Sunday. Your guy, Donovan Peoples-Jones at 4,300, oh, yeah. 10%. Love it. I mean, I think that's my favorite stack, Brissett, Cooper, and Peoples-Jones. All right, we're a little aligned then coming in here because if I'm not playing the other spots, you know where I'm going, and it's that Miami-Cleveland game. So, again, two spots where we know where the offense is, and it's that's what I was trying to say with Mahomes earlier. We don't know. Like it could be any play any Mahomes. of those guys. Is Mahomes a good play this week? Absolutely. Could you play him? Yes. Can you know do it however you want? It's your lineups. But what I would say is with him, I would want to be almost all in. And you still might not get there because you still have to find the right combination and the right plays around it and so on and so forth. But remember, he said at the start of the season he stuck true to his word. I'm gonna it's sorry to the fantasy people. I'm gonna have different guys every week. It's gonna be a bit of roulette, basically, is what he had hinted towards, and that's what we're seeing. You know, Juju had a moment. MVS had a moment. Hardman now had a moment. You know, Kelsey has his games, the big four touchdown. Like, he's spinning it around. So if you're going to play him, either commit to what you're playing him in. So if you want to play him 20%, just say they're all going to be with Kelsey and one receiver and let it fall, do it. But then what if it's not that game? And what if it's a blow and it's Pacheco? Like, who knows in that spot? So I think you're going to waste a lot of lineups. Even though he's in a good spot as a great quarterback with great options, there's too many of them. Cortland Sutton is the only other one that's kind of popping up, which just baffles my mind. Yeah. 
I don't quite get that. I wonder if it's because, you know, there's so, a little bit of love this week. The only real love you're seeing in that game is for Derrick Henry. I mean, and do, so, people should like Dulwich. They should. Yeah, he's another guy, actually, I should say he might see a little. I forgot about that for a second because he's a cheaper tight end. It is harder to get to Kelsey this week, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But point being, if maybe they're looking for a secondary stack, Pat, I don't know. I, I couldn't see it any other way there. All right, you ready for the uh, the optimal lineup of the week? Yeah, let's get to Here's it. Here's what we got. Who do you think the quarterback is? Fields. Case Keenum. Oh, they're already projecting for him. You yeah. can't. Yeah, we, I, we we've already updated our numbers that run the Sims. Okay. Yeah, that that would be the guy then. Of course, we'll say other places aren't putting him in yet because it's not official. But we were gonna get there anyway. Yeah. In the conversation. He's playing. So I mean, he's not. Josh Allen. Sean McDermott said he is not officially ruling out Josh Allen yet. A.K. Josh Allen's not playing. Yeah. <laughs> so Case Keenum, Kamara, and Pierce as the two running backs. Tyreek, Cooper Cup and Zay Jones as your receivers. And the, I, I, I didn't put in any rules or anything like this, so it gave me double tight end. It gives me Dulwich and Foster Moreau, now that both Renfro and Darren Waller are officially out for four weeks at least, and then Minnesota's defense. But you yeah. probably probably don't want to play Minnesota's D against Case Keenum. Yeah. <laughs> Case you, you, Keenum I in mean, your that's, lineup. that's your move, but... Uh, yeah, I, I guess that's the fact because they're 2200 bucks that people are going to go there this week for sure against the backup, so they'll be pretty popular. Is sure. there a better one down there? I mean, I'd rather play, if you can get to Browns at 23, I'd, I'd rather play that. Yeah, against Tua. It just overplaying the Vikings D, if Case Keenum's going to be my quarterback. What, what do you expect to happen, though? Because I actually think Keenum would be a guy that will sling it around. I don't think he's just going to hand it off to, you know, all game long just to see what they can do there. I think they're going to try and... I think that he's going to pass for sure. Just I think Keenum's pretty good. Yeah. If you if you like that, then those stacks are good. I mean, that's not a lineup that I'm probably going to be rolling out. But we kind of talked about Keenum beforehand. You yeah. like Keenum this week. I, I, I like him as a quarterback this week. I think in my like season long rankings, I have at number eleven a quarterback, something like that. Yeah. Like there's a, a huge downside that can come with Case Keenum here. But revenge there, game can't hurt. Yeah. I like I like no that one's using Diggs. <laughs> yeah, and Diggs is a revenge game as well. Always, you know. And you know they're. T- they have that history. It's not like they're unfamiliar with each other. And That's where I think it's different. We talked, obviously, when, you know, pre-show a little, and we talked last time about the Ellinger experiment, which did not go well. And I get it, but look, Ellinger failed, right? At 4K, eight points ain't going to cut it. That is what it is. But if you went and looked at the main $20 millimaker on DraftKings, there was lineups like 15 points out with Ellinger. It wasn't crazy to, for those to get there. It was one-off spots where the other ceiling spot didn't quite hit for them like it did in the others, all of that. My point being, this one reminds me even more of last season when we had Minshew come in, which was also a revenge game <laughs> against his old team. He was in for Philly against Jacksonville, and Minshew came in at 5K. We knew what he was. Him and Goddard went off and broke the slate. That's a spot where I'm saying you could see something more like that this week, even in your optimal lineup you just gave. It had... Tyreek and Cup. And Cup. You can easily <laughs> and get... And Camara. Yeah, you can get one of those guys down to Diggs and still have a really good receiver paired with this quarterback bump up the defense or change something else with a getaway from two tight end. You can make that lineup into something that's more tournament-esque. Yeah, you can bump your defense from Vikings to Colts pretty easily. Yeah. Not that and, I and love you may, the Colts, you may not but... want the two tight end setup. I'm just saying, especially in larger fields, I get why the optimizers will give that to you because the point per dollar on the cheap tight ends, and they are in good spots. I'm just saying maybe you don't need Dolchich, and you can go with Moreau, slide him into the tight end because they are missing two pieces there. It's pretty important. Makes sense to me. if he's Even if he's owned, it's for good reason. He, there's two pass catchers that take up a lot of stuff that are out now. So I think you could use him there and then just find out what else you could upgrade. But my point being, with that lineup, you've got room to move. And if Keenum shows up and gets 
15, 16 points. That's a pretty big day at like, 5K. So. Two, 275, two touchdowns, two picks. What's that get you? Enough. That's what, Nothing. 17 or so points? Yeah, he's he's definitely got it in him to be able to do that. Yeah, especially in that offense. El, and then go back to the Ellinger eight points. It's the other angle to look at that from. He was absolutely horrible. <laughs> yeah, he was he was like, about, about as bad as that's, you could be. You can't get worse. So that to me is like, there's the floor. And now you got to pack on the ceiling if you actually think he's good, better. He is in a better offense. He is on a better team. Got a defense that can put him in position. I know they're missing a few pieces, but the point being... I would, be, I would be fine with that in tournaments. And I think he will get steamed up as the week goes on once the news drops official. So there are a few spots at the top of running back. Because if we do this Keenum build, you can go Keenum, Diggs, Hawkinson, which I think is my favorite of the combinations. I like so that. You can get to Jefferson if you wanted to. Or yeah. you could play Dalvin Cook in that spot, who is one of these running backs who no one is going to this week. Mm-hmm. Bill's very good run defense, blah, 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 blah. Not going to play Dalvin Cook. I probably don't want to play Dalvin Cook either, but... He's there just at the very near the top of this pricing. He and Nick Chubb are the two that no one is turning to because people want to play Barkley. They want to play Henry. Um, are people using Delvin Cook or not? Or uh, Josh Jacobs or not? They are. You're there. So he'll be, and Kamara is like close to 20%. ETN will be close to 20%. So that leaves you with like Chubb, Cook, Jonathan Taylor, who looks like he's playing. A.J. Dillon got priced up and now it looks like Aaron Jones is playing. So he's just overpriced. Pollard is at 4% right now. How much do you think they're going to use Zeke? I don't think a lot. I, like I don't pa- think I still so like either. Pollard quite a bit. I don't think it was just an experiment. I think it was, again, and they have to say what they say And Zeke the is hurt. Yeah, and, like. he's, and, and he's still limited, even yesterday. So it's there's not even a guarantee yet that he's fully in. So, again, look, I'm not. this is the same situation we always talk about. Am I expecting Pollard to do the exact same thing he did last game? No. I would, I would like understand. You don't think he's going to score 45 DraftKings once? That's my point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what if he gets you 25, 28? Like, we're happy. Definitely happy. So that's where I have interest in it. See, Again, we'll have to wait and see. But You say that you'd be happy with 25 DraftKings points, but I think all three of my running backs scored, like, between 20 and 30 last week, between the two <laughs> running backs and the flex. None of those guys were Joe Mixon, so I didn't win any money. That's true. Yeah, Mixon. No fields, no Mixon, uh, no money. Yeah, it, it was, I mean, it was one of those weeks. You get those situations happen once every so often. What was it? One time, I think it was the sixth time in the last, since 1990 that that's happened. So it's not going to be something you're going to have happen very often. But it's, again, that's why sometimes you got to stick with the usage. And last week we saw it in review. I mean, my takeaway from it, a little bit of an error on my part. It's always good to learn from it. But if you thought about it, the Panthers were a very popular defense. It leveraged that. Everybody was playing the three 6K running backs not named Mixon. Definitely was leveraged there where you could plug that in from a pivot that you could put in. So again, you learned from it and move on. And then what a lot of people did, the winning lineup was so sharp, had Mixon instead of ETN, but had Kirk in the middle. And again, while you still could have outscored it differently, and if you played around the pieces, it still could have got there. But that's how that's how he got the there. The thought though. process yeah. was good. So that's what I'm saying. It ended up playing out and winning him a million dollars, which was awesome. So do you like Keenum Diggs Hawkinson as like the main stack in that game? Yeah, I wouldn't commit to just that, but I do think no, that's but a like, very good stack, yes. If I, I, I'm going to play a three max. Yeah, I like it. And I, I want my Keenum lineup. I think this is how I want to build my Keenum lineup. Yeah, key piece there. One is I do like stacking him for him to hit the number that we're looking for to win, even in your $100 single entry or $150 three max, where it's five to 700 people. I still, there is going to be Keenum stacked lineups. And if he does hit what the ceiling of, or what the number is, not ceiling, but the number required to be in the winning lineup, it's likely he got there with someone. I gave the example from last year, but Minshew lineups did well. I actually used one, speaking of King of the Beach, to come in second with no stack, but it was just nobody there wanted to play a 5K quarterback with their one lineup. I had two, so I had the ability to move over and play it. But I know Whistles Go Woo won the Mega Millie that week with a Minshew to Goddard 
lineup. And that's what I'm saying here. So I like your call. Let's get them with someone and not go crazy with it. You don't need to triple stack them or go nuts, full game stack or anything like that. If you don't want to, you don't have to do and, that. And, so, part, and part of the point of using the $5,000 quarterback is to get the elite running backs into your lineup. That's the other thing that I'll say, and it ties in more to just than just Keenum. I don't know how aggressive I'll go with them as the numbers shake out, but if I can be off Tua, or sorry, if I can be off Mahomes and Fields, Mahomes, not because it's a bad play, too hard to figure out. I don't want to waste all my lineups trying to figure out, like Kyler. Very hard to figure that stuff out. But with the other side with Fields, you need you go to cheaper, you get the Lawrence's, the, the, the Brissettes. The Pat Mayo Goff play that I do every week? I'm not doing work. that no more. That experiment's over. Why, but Why not Derek Carr? Carr maybe. Carr, Adams, Moreau. Yep. That's cheap. Yeah. I definitely have it here with the question mark. The fact that Waller got ruled out with Renfro makes it a little bit easier. We've got an even tighter target tree now to what we'd expect. I know people would say, oh, he's going to be Matt Collins again, all these factors. It might be Matt Collins. It again. might be, but you don't have to go too crazy when you're stacking that out. But the last piece I'll say and what I was going to go to was when you go the Brissette, the Lawrence, the Cars, the Keenums, yeah, it's scary fading those chalk pieces, but two things. One, Mahomes ain't that scary because you got to burn a lot of lineups. To me, I don't want to play that game. So I'm not, if I lose to that, that's okay by me. The other one is, I don't, if you haven't been on fields already for the last two weeks, I can't imagine jumping off for week three and getting burned when he doesn't come through. And if he does come through, you weren't on him anyway. So just stick with it and we move on. And then the last piece, we have expensive running backs and expensive wide receivers. How else do you get to them? This is the way. You can still stay very correlated within your lineups, but get to those pieces. So I, I like it quite a bit. Let's talk cheap receivers then, because there's really who's the best paid down running back? Cheap receivers or cheap running backs? Run, running at running back. I'm just trying to go through the numbers here. Like Najee, Najee Harris at 55. I don't like that. No, no I'd actually play his uh, counterpart, Jalen Warren, instead. I, did, I wouldn't even want to play him. No, I'm saying if you were going there though, I'm not. I'm not playing Najee Harris. Like I'm just not. So Pacheco at 5K. You could play the experiment in the potential blowout spot like that, where you go with Pacheco. Or if you don't want to go the Keenum route, if you want to try like a James Cook on, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout once you get Keenum in there. So that's the difference. Where if it had been James, or sorry, if it had been Josh Allen, I would have liked James Cook because people that have followed it, the Singletary thing has rang true where Singletary has not come through in the blowouts, right? They just don't use them as much. But Cook could have been the guy, but I don't know. They have too many pieces there as well. I don't see any. That's the thing. What I'm saying is that there's no real paid down option that you're going to feel comfortable with right. at running backs. So that leads us to cheap wide receivers. Like yep. if you need someone to throw in, you don't want to play two tight ends in the same lineup. Although the tight ends, is, the value at tight ends is actually incredibly high this week because of the injuries that we've had. So when like we're trying to pay down, Zay Jones is the one that kind of pops up. I don't like Zay Jones. Nope. Yeah. I, I think he's fine. I don't think he wins you anything. Hundred bucks more or less, I can't remember. Hundred dollars less is People's Jones, and you hit the, on the other name too is Matt Collins. Like if you just wanted a one-off to save money or try to get some, I mean, you probably don't want anyone from the Colts at this point. But I think Matt Collins is fine, and everyone's using Moreau, so it's going to kill Matt Collins' ownership. What it should be, I think. Yeah, you've got you made some great pivot calls there. I mean, you had two Joneses. You, you keeping up with the Jones? You got Donovan Peoples Jones. You got Marvin Jones in the exact same spot. He always, he has the same floor and ceiling to me as Zay Jones, but he's always like one-tenth the ownership. Everyone just plays Zay. So I'm just using examples there if you want to get to that stack and stack it up. But I like your call on Hollins. I definitely like your call on Peoples-Jones. That's That to me makes perfect sense. The other thing I love about this thought of these spots we're going to here and talking about, again, we know what Fields is. We know where he's at. We know the spot against Detroit. I'm saying beyond just like the Montgomery risk or doing something like that where we can take on some risk and play a guy like Montgomery the fact that all those lineups take up two, pretty much, well, most of those lineups, I'll say it better, will take up two wide receiver spots because it'll be Mooney 
and Amonra, right? And you and Claypool and I mean Khalif Raymond's another one at forty four hundred dollars. He's playing, but, but either way, he's playing ninety five percent of their snaps. Those builds take up two wide receiver spots. Where if you go with like another build with Keenum and Diggs and Hawkinson, you open up two more, and you can get on the same running backs as them, and you can get on similar wide receivers or better options than those other stacks set up for so you are setting yourself apart a little bit that way as well is it weird to play a viking stack and not either pick jefferson or cook but pick hawkinson no especially not after that usage last week nine for nine for 70 that was right out of the gate first game in i think they're going to try and use them more i know we were talking pre-show our guy paul his boy poye is out so maybe they do just keep slicing and dicing up and over the middle and then hawkinson's going to get in the box he's a guy that does score touchdowns so when that happens, it's going to be worth even more at that price tag. Again, a mid-tier price tag where most are paying down or paying up. Remember, with Mahomes lineups, people will go to Kelsey. And when people are going to the other side with Trevor Lawrence, it's because it's so easy, right? You just play Trevor Lawrence, Kirk, Zay Jones. Now I can get Kelsey. Boom. So it's not that Kelsey will be you know super high owned. He probably won't be. He'll be kept in check a little bit. But where is he being played? In those spots. So you're able to get different by playing a guy like Hawkinson. What's the defense to use here? Steelers, 2,800? Let's go on my list here. I think, uh, yeah, they're on the board. Sort of the same thing. They're going up against the Saints, so you could do that. And, and T.J. Watt might be back. Yeah, I think, though, for our when we do our builds here and stuff like that, you, you again, you still have to do Minnesota. I don't... I just, but people are playing it. It's going to be massively owned if Keenum's ruled in. I mean, I have them projected as the highest owned right now already. That's Yeah, yeah but I think it's, again, Vikings, a lot of anticipation. So. Vikings, Cardinals, Steelers, Saints... Packers, Broncos, Titans are the most owned I'm seeing right now. But it's Vikings, Cardinals, yeah. and then the rest. But I'm seeing Vikings like Bengals level 30 to 40% style here again this week if Keenum's ruled in, which we expect. Uh, then I'm not playing it. No, like, I'm he, saying, he, but when you're building out, you have to. we're building what the casual player is doing, and then we're talking about how you can get different with it. Yeah, it's just you can't really get different from it because you now have to kind of blow up that lineup because you probably don't want the Jags against Kansas City. You, no, but you don't every, want the Packers. every spot you're in, Tyreek becomes Waddle. Sure. Diggs becomes Gabe Davis. Like, there's always okay. a way to do it and then just get off that D. But when you're building out the lineup, what's everyone else going to do? We're, you got to plug in Minnesota. 30%. Well, I, I don't think the people, I mean, I don't think the people are going to stack up Keenum. I think they're going to see right. Keenum and be like, eh. Yeah. And it's going to lead to either, or people will use Keenum like you kind of said, by himself because he's 5K. Although there's decent 5K quarterbacks this week. I just don't see Diggs coming along for the ride with any of this ownership based on what I'm seeing at the top of receiver right now and how this middle tier of Kirk and Deontay Johnson is just kind of going through the roof with everything. So let's throw the Vikings in there, which is weird for this lineup because it's Keenum, Diggs, Hawkins, and Vikings D now. I, I just want to put a placeholder no, okay, in. Okay, so for this lineup, plug in Cleveland. I'll plug in the Steelers at 28. Or do that. That's fine. I was going to say, but you could just go to Cleveland because they, they're the other one that makes sense. They're 100 bucks more and they're going against Miami. So, so once we plug in the Steelers, we now have $5,800 left. Out of those cheap receivers we talked about, Peoples-Jones, Mac Hollins, whoever it might be, is there one that you prefer? Well, we're already using up the tight end spot, so maybe go to Mac Hollins, I guess, based on your saying if you're not trusting the Moreau value or needing it in this lineup. It's not that I don't like Moreau. I think Moreau is great. No, in this lineup, yeah. though, I'm saying we're, we're playing off what we're doing here in this build. So, so now we have $6,100 for running back, running back, wide receiver, and flex. We could punt another wide receiver spot and just take three chalk running backs if we wanted to. I would start with two chalk running backs just to see what it leaves And us. see what it is. So who are the two that we like the most? Well, ETN's going to go into this build because we want a piece of that Jacksonville-Kansas City game. There People we go. like him. And then who's the other guy that we were saying earlier? Oh, Pierce. And Pierce at 63. So now we have 5,500 for a receiver and a flex. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can still do a lot. So you could go, I mean, you could go Khalif Raymond if, if you wanted to. Throw him in. You could go uh, Rory is an ETN, so that takes out Zay Jones and Marvin Jones. You could use People's Jones. Yeah, I, I would do like People's Jones here or something just to try it out because we didn't use anything else related to that. So you could go there and then see what that leaves you. Why Fifth. isn't Donovan People's Jones popping up for me? Tony Jones. Oh, yeah, because he's People's Jones. There we go. There you go. So we have $6,700. So just, you know, take the bank on Tony Pollard and you're good to go. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. That's not a bad build, though. There's there's upgrades you can make to it, but I'm just saying I think that uh, you know if you have something like that this week you could see it. Uh, here's the other thing about what I, what I would say on that. Then, if if you get a week where the chalk busts, those are the types of lineups that beat it, and it doesn't look as good as. It, here's the point: the reason it kind of mm, a little <laughs> bit is because it's not what we've seen the last five weeks, where it's been like basically just stack the best plays and ship. Now in this lineup, there is two hundred dollars left over. I could go up from Steelers to Broncos. Sure. I like that. Yeah. Although, if it makes you like it that much better, then hey, I, I mean, your happiness is most important to me, Pat. So if that makes you happy, do it. But it's to me, the D doesn't matter. It's the same thing. Yeah. I'm just trying, I'm just trying to think about how many pass attempts the Broncos are actually going to face. Probably not many, unless the Broncos can score early. Then all Beth, then you want the Broncos D against the Titans. Well, when Sutton has his big game that everyone's banking on, well, they'll be up. I guess so. <laughs> I, I don't mind it, though. I'm with you. I'm just saying that's where... You know, let the people explore. They can use that 200 bucks wherever they think is best. There's other ways you can go about it. You could go, uh, you could go back to what we had and go Wandale as a secondary stack with Pierce. Most are play. If people are going on the Giants side, it's usually going to be with Barkley this week. So, is it strange that I actually like Slayton better than I like Wandale? I think so, but I, I, th- I just feel like their own. It's another spot. Who? How do you know? Do you get there? Yeah, I guess so. It's just like Slayton actually seems like he can score fantasy points. You'd hope, like. And I know Rondell Moore has finally started to come through a little bit, but Wandale just seems like he's going to score points in that same way, which is fine. Who comes through first, Wandale or Zay Jones? Probably. Wandale has a touchdown, right? Yes, he does. That's right. The first week he came out, we were watching it here at your house. And and even in that week, he had, what, like 15 points? Yeah, he's he's 4,700 or something. I I get that, but, like, Slayton scores touchdowns from distance. Yeah. Like, he could go two for 82 and two touchdowns kind of thing. That's why I would prefer him in this spot. Rather than just dink and dunk and get me my safe points. Safe points are great and everything if you're playing a cash lineup. But if I'm shooting for the moon, I'd rather take the big play guy. The best play is just the running back in this game. But I was just saying as another alternative, if you want to build in some secondary stacks or something to that lineup, you could. If I didn't want to use digs with Keenum, who could I use? Oh, God. I think I would actually have to risk Knox and get Hawkinson out of there and try it a different way. Just because classic, the tight end, you know, people use them when they come in try and make it easier for them. They do like the shorter passes, chop it up over the middle. So I don't know. Davis would be the tougher one to get to. Obviously it's explosive if it gets there, but it's, you know, Josh Allen throwing to Davis is a lot different to me than Keenum throwing to Davis. As you mentioned, Keenum's not going to be afraid to air it out. Oh no, he's not. But it's how accurate is it going to be as well? Plus is, excuse me, all those factors. So I don't know. I I like it with, with digs. I like it with Knox. That's probably it. Uh, Cheap tight ends. This week, Dulwich is projected at 17% ownership right now at 3400 bucks. Schultz projected at 10 is 30 I actually like Schultz, but that game seems like it's going to be freezing. Yeah. A lot and, of running. And Rodgers is freezing cold right now. Yeah, he's so. not great. Higby, I'm shocked, is still at 10% ownership. People just love this guy. Like, Matt Stafford might not even play. 
Maybe that's why. Maybe that'll make Higby better. Yeah. Oh my God, at thirty six hundred. I'd rather play Schultz and I'd rather play Dulwich. Then you have Tunyon, Fryermith at forty two. I think is a good play. Evan Ingram. Do we know if he's playing with the back? Yeah, I think it's still questionable, but expected. So we'll see. And it doesn't seem like Njoku's playing, correct? Correct. But you know who will be playing? Harrison Bryant. I know. Awesome play. I get sucked into him all the time. I like him, man. I think he's good. I, I like Fryermuth more, to your point that you brought up. I think he's another good spot this week, especially if Deontay Johnson continues to pick up steam, then fine. But even if he didn't, like, why wouldn't you like Fryermuth? He's just, it's a guy that gets targets in a good spot, more targets vacated with Claypool out. Used in the red zone. Just, yeah, big, big, big guy that can make a grab. Like, I, I definitely like him quite a bit here. So I like him. I like Bryant. I like your Schultz call. I think he's interesting. Hawkinson for sure. Knox this, this, with Keenum, I put. This was what I found surprising. So you have Harrison Bryant. I have projected 2% ownership right now. I don't think that's going to change all that much. Right. But Komet and Foster Moreau, 4 and 3% at the moment. That's that's, that's going right. to go up. Komet's up. That's wrong already. But Moreau is 3,200. Yeah. And he's one of three people on that team who can catch now. Yeah, and again, Komet's going to be just more popular in those field stacks. So again, that you know, take from that what you will. But my point would be, you could still roll him out if you wanted to, like just a skinny, like a, a mini secondary stack with him and Amonra. I just would either you're going to that game or you're not. I like the running side better. Like I said, I would rather take a risk on Montgomery. But uh, Moreau, another guy. I just, I mean, even if he as the steam picks up, which it will, who cares? It's there for a reason. That's what I'm looking for in these spots. Are you playing a guy like Higby for what? Right? What what are you playing him for? Eight for eighty nine, and hopefully he scores. But what, that's what you. But that, you that's like know, your best case it's scenario. Not even if it's guaranteed. That's I mean, it's not guaranteed that Moreau gets it either. But I'm saying at least we know when you plug him in, there's a reason you're plugging him in. That's what I'm saying. Like last week's Millie Maker winner, when you review it and look, the lineup made sense. It didn't. It wasn't. Yeah, it was chalky and it had stuff in there, but it wasn't chalky overall. It just felt like that. He built it in a great way, and on top of it, everything that he did made sense. It, you know, this is a spot that would make sense when you play Moreau. There's two guys out. Don't get mad when that gets there at ownership because it makes sense. By the way, Wondale's more expensive than Darius Slayton this week. He should be. Just so you buy $100. That, that's part of the argument. Yes, he should be. Why should he be? He's better than him. He scores fewer points. Nah. Slayton's bad, man. Like, Slayton's not bad. He's never been good. He runs one route, and it's to the end zone. Yeah, it's like when you are looking like your boy, Demir Bird, finally showed up for a few grabs last night. I know, I don't want that. I just want one for 75 and a touchdown. I know, and that's what I'm saying is about Slayton. You're waiting for it all game, and then if it gets there, great. But, you know, that is not very likely to ship. Like, it's just that you need that exact play to happen. It's like when people play a double dip. Let me play this guy because he's with the defense because he's going to run one home. Yeah, good luck waiting on that. It would have worked with Devin Hester in 2006. Yes, there you go. Let's head back in time. They started using him out of like wildcat <laughs> snaps too, so Rex Grossman didn't have to throw the ball anymore. Yeah, if you can get if you can make a reason behind it like that, then I'll give you at least a little credit. But the other times you're looking for it, it's like a one percent or less. That's the, that's the thing. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Favorite stacks. Let's try to build some of these out. Uh, I had mentioned off the top, I think Brissett is my favorite one. He's super cheap. I think yeah. his options are relatively cheap as well. That's really nice. Yep. There's been sort of this like anti Amari Cooper buzz all week. Because he only plays well in home games, which is hilarious because they play outdoors and not optimal conditions in Cleveland. But the whole narrative on Amari Cooper the past five years was, well, he's only good at home, indoors in Dallas. Like, which is, what, we, Do we have it every way now? Yes. He's no good anywhere or he's good everywhere? Or maybe he's just good. The Gary Woodland of the NFL. Yeah. That's, Everything that, that's where he's comp. got his whole, he's got every comp. You know, <laughs> it, it works this way, it works that way. Oh, no, it's not that, it's this. It's the same thing every single time. But I do like the thing about Brissett, 5,400, right? He's right there. He's 400 bucks more than Keenum. But now you get a Murray instead of in this build instead, instead of, Diggs. of Diggs. If you want that, it's almost like your car build. Car is like car is a, how much is car this week? Fifty six, I think. We'll see. we'll build out a car one here in a After, second. After, but the point I was going to say is with him, you're substituting Diggs for Adams, which is more. But, but you get Moreau. But you got Moreau or or Mac Hollins. Yeah, lo- or, lots of options within those. So I definitely agree there. So Brissett, Cooper, Bryant br- br- over Peoples Jones. Yes, okay. you can play both. But I'm saying that when you here's the thing. But about, I'm just talking about like one lineup here. Yeah. You would in this you would sacrifice the potential upside of People's Jones for the sixteen hundred dollars. De- depends on how you want to look at it, and this is good for this exercise. But like I think we're putting Tyreek as the run back, and you're you're doing this to get to him. You could put Waddle. He's cheaper. Not makes, Jeff Wilson. <laughs> definitely not that. Even Cedric though, Wilson. Even though that messes up things for Mostert, by the way, like it definitely was a clear thing. It was his first week there, and he had played Mostert more snaps. got the touchdown, but Wilson just went off still too. So I mean, that's a problem. Those committees continue. So just, just to, write those guys off then. Yes, I do. That's what I'm saying. That that's been the key for me with getting running back right a lot of times. Yeah, I didn't get Mixon. Big but, big X's through people's names. Yeah, just stop worrying about it. Play the play the good spots. Running back chalk is typically better anyway. So yeah, well, go, play, I would go with Bryant to be able to fit more money. Okay, so we're gonna go with those three, and of course we're gonna bring Tyreek as the run back you could potentially even bring Tyreek and Waddle as the run back if you wanted to yep because this is we've saved so much money off the top that would limit what you can do at receiver right now can we try that one what the five man the five man you use know, the cheap you, tight end you, you don't need off. to talk me into you love this but just do because it is those two guys we know this it's been that way all season so Brissett, Cooper Hill Waddle Bryant right they're all in right now 4,700 left per player 
Okay, Minnesota D. Minnesota D. Because now we're not playing Keenum. We might as well try it. Yeah, but, I mean. And if, you need it to make it fit. 5,500 left per Pierce. Pierce. We're building the chalkier version of this, but I just want that, to see what that's it fine. But, like. You know what? The Brissette side isn't the chalky side. Correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying once you do this, that's what people get confused by. They're like, oh, you know, how did they get there with that lineup? It's all the chalk. No, it's like the chalk D, the chalk running back. Tyreek, who has some ownership, as the has some ownership, most as the of the highest owned guy, and a lot of it tied to Tua. Correct, and then on, and then the build is what did we do? We stacked the probably the least popular of the three big totals because if you look, Chicago, Detroit, and Kansas City, Jacksonville are where people are looking to go based on ownership. But the funny thing about the Kansas City Jacksonville game is yes, the total is high, but the implied team total is only high for Kansas City. It's not yeah. high for Jacksonville. That's right. Again, people are just looking at. Totals, yeah. yeah, target trees and things like that that can make it work, and what would happen there. But, but, but yeah, but this those, makes sense but to those me. target, those are two. That's one of the reasons why I've kind of backed off of Lawrence a little bit. Is I just find you, you we've talked about Mahomes. It's hard to stack them up because you don't know where the ball is going to go. It's kind of the same way in Jacksonville right now because you know what they want to do is hand it off to Etienne. Yeah. ETN this week, especially in a blowout, doesn't. I, we didn't talk enough about oh, that. I, I, know I think you love got, him, I think in a in a blowout, he's even better. I, that I, that I, turns into like seven catches in the open. I field. think people keep saying that. When is he getting seven catches? Well, they're not really all down in that. They, they play relatively close games. <laughs> they've, they've, they got down by seventeen last yeah. week. What do they do? Keep handing it off to ETN. <laughs> I'm looking it up. Go ahead. Continue on with this. I think that's the, a bad narrative this week. That he, Oh, do, and wait for Etienne. Soon uh, he's going to get seven catches. Okay, maybe he doesn't get the catches, but I don't think that they his usage will be impacted whatsoever. They'll just be morons and continue to run. A lot like Houston does when they get down in games. They're like, ah, fuck it. What's wrong with Pierce? Good luck with that. Yeah, I, I mean, Etienne's a good play. 7,100. I'm just saying what the argument about what he's going to do is and where it's going to come from. Uh, his targets are 2, 3, 5, 2, 1, 3, 3, 4. Targets. Targets. Receptions. Two, three, one, two, three, zero, three, three, two. Never had more than three catches in a game. So he'll beat that this week. All right. If they get into a blowout situation, I think. But when was the last time outside of the first half last week that they were in a blowout situation? I think they're in one this week. No, I do too. So I don't but, think we have any experience with what that looks like in the Jacksonville offense. Yeah, and I don't. I don't have a problem with them. Like I just my my problem is like it's not you. It's, I've heard it so many times this week where everyone's like, "Oh, wait for this week when he's going to get like seven or eight catches too." How are you putting that down on paper when those are the facts? Those are the numbers. Yeah, but if I'm playing someone, I need to sell myself on what this upside is. And that's the upside. That's what people do. I talk about that all the time. I'm not against that either, where I say, remember, these lineups, like last night, PJ Walker lineups, you play them in Thursday football because, yeah, he could get benched again. But if he's going off, and that's what you built for, a captain PJ Walker, if he's going off in the captain, he ain't getting benched. So you built for what it is. I know what you're saying, but everyone's assuming that in the blowout, he gets this automatic. And I don't think it's true. And his price did go up. He's 7,100 now. Sneaky thing. I think Jacksonville keeps this close. All right. That's where you want to build it for then. Because he's done the work on the ground. He has been a piece of their offense there. And it, like this is why I keep kind of... The, the problem with this lineup here in the Brissett stacks is no one is using Nick Chubb. And that just seems like a prime opportunity to use 3% Nick Chubb and get four touchdowns. Yeah. Because he, he, like, there's, I, I mean, I would almost want to make a list of these guys right now. And a lot, most of them are at the very top of the running back, and ETN's now up there too. But these guys that just turn a two-yard run into a 70-yard run. There's only a couple, like Ken Walker is one of these guys. He just bowling ball, bowling ball, oh, he's gone. Yeah. And they have this breakaway speed. ETN has the breakaway speed. A.J. Dillon doesn't have break, breakaway speed. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like Chubb does. 
Like we, he scores enough fifty-yard touchdowns that he just gets away from people. Henry, obviously. Do we got chub on chub violence this week? We might have chub on chub violence because giving me a chubby right now. Didn't they pick up Bradley Chubb? Yeah. Well, they yeah, Miami did. Yeah. So, oh, that's interesting because Henry's right there above going against Denver without Bradley Chubb. Yeah. Maybe that's the Henry love too. I don't know. Hey, listen, per DVOA, Denver's run defense over the past month is dead last in football. And listen, you know Tennessee's going to try to run. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I don't it, know. I wonder if, te- if, like, Henry shows with ownership right now, but when you've got Barkley right there, I would rather Josh Jacobs. I would rather Kamara, play Henry than got, Barkley, though. You would rather play Henry? Henry than Barkley. Okay, yeah. That's, where, that's what I was kind of hinting at, but I was also saying that that's why it's tough to get to Chubb. Mind you, on that same token, the, the, other, the flip side of it is Barkley, Henry for real with the ownership, let's say it is, and Jacobs is... Chubb, the mixin that's squeezed in the middle of the other three. I, I, th- I think that he is. That I think it's him, like it's him or Dalvin the Cook. The challenge is you also have you have Hunt there. You have this passing game we talked about. The fact that Miami could get up and that could kill Chubb too. Like there is more, much more risk than what Joe Mixon was last week. My point would be sure. But back to this lineup: Brissett, Pierce, Cooper, Hill, Waddle, Bryant, Vikings D, fifty-one hundred for running back and flex. This seems like pay down at flex at a receiver, pay up. We can't really get down enough at receiver to get a decent running back. We don't have a cheap running back that we like. So this is also an interesting note for the flex play this week while we're on this lineup still is that a lot of these builds have shown that the flex is going to be not a, a, a receiver. Or, or it's a double pay down at receiver like we just built. Yeah. And then it's the three chalk running We backs. are jamming Waddle and Tyreek in this. Yes. Like so this, this would show, let's take a Waddle. That's yeah. what this would show versus trying to figure that out. Okay, punt, so punt. Let's, let's take Waddle out and put him with, uh, I mean, he's 7,600 bucks. Let's go to a running back who's around there. So that's Kamara or Etienne. Yes, exactly. Who? Oh, you want to pick one? I was yeah. say, go with Etienne. He's more popular. All right, but I mean, Kamara's the second most popular. Doesn't that, like that, to me, I know we keep going on a tangent here about this, but it just throws me off. Like $300 more, I can get Alvin Kamara. I think people are worried about the, like, the Saints scared the shit out of everyone on Monday night, which, listen, it's a game, and the Saints are going to be good some weeks, they're going to be bad some weeks. And people are buying into this narrative that if TJ Watt is back, Pittsburgh's yeah. D is actually really good again. Maybe, maybe it's the other way. You should think about it. Maybe it is ETN. Like, ETN seems too expensive. The ownership's still there. So I don't think he want. seems... I think he's... Seen, 71 is more reasonable for him at the moment. Like, Pierce is very clearly the guy who's too cheap. Yeah. Oh, that's that's like, for sure. Like, Just Pierce should be 7,100. But, man, ETN has been lighting it up. for the Like, since he became the starter, he's been amazing. And the argument would be, back to my original point, does not overthink it, is ETN is the only guy. Like, he's the guy they're going to run with. I know they have Hasty and guys like that. Behind, yeah, but don't that's worry not, about that. That's not what I'm worrying about exactly. Versus with Kamara, you always do have to worry about Taysom. Ingram's yeah, out. Ingram's out. But, they like, last week, weren't they experimenting with Jordan Howard? Howard, Washington. They had a couple other guys that they were mixing in there, so but I, I don't know. Almost everything that was projected on, although no one expects the Saints to get blown out by the Steelers, but Kamara, it's almost better if the Saints are losing because then he's going to get his eight catches from yeah, Dalton. Yeah, that Unless Jameis comes in, and then that's bad news. That was what my argument was going to be there earlier, where now we're talking target. Tar, forget targets. Now let's talk receptions. Three, nine, seven, six, six. This is legit. It's built in. Like, he's getting that. But... Is that worth it from two running backs? That I mean, I would say that they're pretty similar in the way that they're, they're scoring, at least in terms of overall fantasy points. Their usage is obviously a little bit different, but ETN's getting more carries, and Kamara's making up in terms of total touches because he's getting all these receptions. But when you get to the two-yard line, who do you know who's getting the ball? ETN. 
Yeah, it should. That's and Kamara, it might not. Definitely might not. Uh, that, that's the hard part of that. So it's good, good topic. Plug ETN in, I think, just because, like I said, we know what we get with it, and he's still underpriced of Kamara. Leaves us 300 bucks. So it gives us 53.50 for a wide receiver and a flex. That's not even that much more. No. But the argument is that you didn't overstack the game. Waddle versus a running back is not going to be close, even though Waddle's having a great season. You, you'd rather take that running back to lock in that money there. So at least that makes more sense to me. But I, I don't know. like that. Who's the cheapest wide receiver you would use this week? Like, Do I just continue to overstack the Browns and use Donovan Peoples-Jones in this lineup? Or do I go somewhere else? I, or, think, I or, think you go somewhere else. Yeah, I think. Okay, so Mac Hollins is $4,200. Marcus Veldes-Scantling is $4,100. That could be your mini correlation in that game. Or it's like you go... Uh, Camara instead of ETN, and then put like your Zay Jones in there. Is I don't it? want to play Zay Jones. You're yeah, but you're we're building. We, I know, but I, that I, 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 I'm like, saying what's the build? Some, there's some running backs you have X off. I'm Xing him off. What the goal of this is though is to say like what are people? What would people do with this? And then how would we do it different? So you're right. We wouldn't play him there, but I could see that being a build here. I don't see too many cheap wide receivers because we're not going to go four man stack in this one of the Brissett side. You could put your Mac Collins playing there. Right. So let's throw in Holland and see what that leaves us. Who we can get to as a flex? Yeah. Who do, at that point, that gives us sixty five hundred dollars. Pollard. Yeah. Pollard, Swift, Connor are all right there. Pollard. Yeah. So that, there's there's the lineup. That 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 would make more sense. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And and to me that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. There. Uh, you know we talked about Pollard already. It makes sense. And we don't even know what's going to happen with Zeke yet. So. So we've kind of given you to, not necessarily contrarian, but lesser owned stacks i think i do want to very quickly build out a field stack and a two a stack just to see what that looks like we'll use this do you still have it up because no, I, 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 oh, okay. I, I, I entered the lineup <laughs> oh perfect i, I, I enter all of these lineups well, no, by the but way. then it, that's even better i'm saying for the exercise import it like re-enter and import and yep. let's swap brissette first off the tua and then think about how this is going to look because we're gonna have to make some changes to it all right so brissette to tua uh keep in cooper or harrison bryant I, I would, or can we can we go? Let me throw this at you. Well, maybe go Mar- take out Hollins and put Moreau as the tight end. Yeah. Well, we still have Harrison Bryant in his tight end right no, now. No, you got to take him out because we're keeping yeah. Amari now. So take, that's what I'm saying. So take out Bryant, put Moreau, take out somebody else that so we were on. Moreau's in. We're going to take out Pollard. Take out Hollins and Pollard. We'll take out Pollard, Pierce, and Etn. Just our, our skeleton now is Tua, Tyreek, Amari, Moreau, Vikings D. Right now, put in Pierce, back in. Any any idea about fading Pierce this week? I don't think so. Okay, we'll see. Uh, again, like I said, you got to make some stands somewhere. But who else is there to take from him? Like it's he's just clearly. You're not worried about sex, Rex Burkhead? Well, no, not at all. And when you think about back to the Philly game, Philly Houston, that was. I mean, expected to be a Philly blowout, and even if it was, and it became a Philly blowout. And, and what did they do? They kept going more to Pierce. Pierce. Why not? And that's what I think about Etienne this week as well. Yeah. Like even in a blow, he, they're he just gonna go to him. Yeah, I could see. I could see what you're saying from that. My my point was on the receptions, but yes, uh, they still go to guys for to, sure. To a Pierce Hill Cooper Moreau. I mean, we got to put Waddle in this. Yeah, or triple. You want to triple stack it? Yeah. I yeah. mean, if you're playing Tua and you're not triple stacking, what are we even doing? You can do it. They yeah. both. I just know from how depending on how you want to spend the money. That's yeah. where you. Can yeah, but it, like if Tua is going to go off. 
He could run some. Both of those guys. Yeah, he's, he doesn't, they don't want him to run. I'll tell you yeah, that he much. He shouldn't run. He shouldn't run. Go ahead. Now the issue becomes we only have $4,200, and we have to fill one of these running back spots. Yeah. And that means you would have to get in your flex play like some loser tight end, save all the money to get back up to a reasonable running back. Yeah, we don't really have the money that way. That's why I was saying it becomes a little bit tougher stacking the two. So here's the thing about the two stacks. They're not going to look that much different than your – uh, Mahomes, Kelsey, Roulette at wide receiver, run back with a Jacksonville guy or Etienne. So that's my point. But at least in this, you know who it is. So if you were going to try and force and make it work, I would rather force it with what we're doing right now to a hill and waddle and just find it and do it that way than try and figure out and play roulette on the other side, the other game. Who was the other cheap receiver we talked about? It was Zay Jones. It was stupid. So I'd rather play Marvin Jones. Yeah, you could do that. But so, we, we have other guys there. You, you could put Peoples-Jones instead of Cooper. No, I, I'm trying to build something out. I'll use Khalif Raymond at 44. Okay. And I might have to go double tight end, which sucks. Because no. th- there's, no, there's no running back to play. Yeah, but you can't. This is what, my, what I'm saying about this is you're not going to want to do that. You want to you try and level up on those other builds by getting there. This one involved both Waddle, Hill, Tua, and Chubb. Yeah, Chubb's, it, Chubb's just too expensive. Too expensive. That's way off. you got to go back to Pierce. So Tua, Pierce, Blank, Hill, Waddle, Cooper, Moreau, Minnesota D, Flex. Who is the one running back in the fives you would be comfortable with? I know people like Jamal Williams, but he's 59. He's essentially a $6,000 guy. Like, is there anyone in this middle range? Like, do you take the shot on Singletary? No, I would take the shot on Montgomery. But Montgomery's still easy. He's 100 bucks more. Is he 100? No, no, then what you were talking about when you said mostly go to Jamal Williams, I said, I'll just take the yeah, shot. Yeah, okay, sure. No, they're, yeah, Montgomery's 6,000. But if we continue to scale up that way. But can like, you not get that in the build we just had? If you go Pierce and yes. Montgomery. Yes, what does you, it leave you can you go for, Pierce and Montgomery and it can work. And what does it leave you for flex? Uh, 43, I think. Which is, we have plays there. You know, it gives us the bring back because we don't have anyone being brought back from the Cleveland side. It gives us Peoples Jones. So what's the, the lineup now? It becomes, let's two, see. Tua Pierce. Wait, who did I take out here? Oh, I took out Tyreek. That's why this works. That was dumb. So Don't want to take did, out Tyreek. Want to play Tyreek in this Did it have lineup. Waddle? Um, no, it's because I, I clicked off Tyreek. It's okay. I was just making sure. That's what I'm trying to figure out here. Like, building it out, it sounded good to okay, me. Okay, so we have but... $4,500 here for a flex. Tua, Pierce, Montgomery, Hill, Raymond, Waddle, Foster Moreau, Vikings D. Peoples-Jones fits into that very easily at 4300 And you could potentially upgrade Raymond to a $4,600 receiver if you wanted to. Okay. But that, those names are Josh Reynolds, who's probably not playing. My guy, Darius Slayton, Hardman, Landry, probably not going to play. Then Zay Jones, Mac Collins, that range. Yeah, 8800 is what I was seeing pretty close to. Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Barkley, people going against. Yeah, I was looking at it a different way, but I like the Peoples-Jones option there. But if you have Brissett, Peoples-Jones, Tyreek. Oh, yeah, you're looking at Tua, too. That's why I was yeah. wrong. Sorry, let me flip this back. Tua into it leaves me. In mine, it leaves around 7,500. And that's without Hill? That's with Hill. Okay. And, yeah, I can get, like, Kamara in there. So here's here's an example. I don't want to do the full build, but basically Tua, Tyreek, David Montgomery, no Peoples-Jones, use it that way. Pierce, Wandale, Foster Moreau, Alvin Kamara, Minnesota D, and you can even upgrade the D. So no Waddle in this lineup. 
no Waddle and no receiver from the Cleveland side, but you're using um, Tyreek and Tua. Yeah, Tyreek and Tua. Do you like that though? No, I need to change it for Peoples Jones now. <laughs> I don't want to go off him. You there. could do you could do Harrison Bryant if you wanted to. Oh yeah, and now just I got Peoples Jones. Save the money that way. Yeah, it's Tua, Tyreek with Peoples Jones run back. It's a secondary stack with Pierce and Wandale that I talked about earlier. It's Moreau because he makes sense, like mm-hmm. we said. It's David Montgomery for the ultimate fields leverage, gets those two touchdowns, and then it leaves you. I'll just not do the last two pieces and tell you, but it leaves you 4850 for a flex and a defense. So you plug in a $2,200 defense, you have like 7500 bucks left. There you go. There's a guy there. So like, that's what I'm saying. Like you could, there's what I, I think where you can get to this build. But what it says, Pat, is what we were trying to say earlier, is that the single stack of the Tua build looks better, at least to me. Like It makes, makes more sense. Except for when Waddle catches three touchdowns and Hill gets all the yards, and you're like, God damn it. That, that's the only issue. Now, how, how much is uh, Waddle against? 76. So you're missing it by 100 bucks. 100 bucks. bucks. Wow. Yeah, if you. Okay, that, that's fine, though. If you don't want to leverage at Chicago, I, I got the build here, and it requires you to go to the flex for your wide receiver. I like this one quite a bit. It actually projects exactly the same on my end. Okay. Tua, Waddle, Tyreek. Run it back with Peoples Jones. You still get the secondary stack I like of Damian Pierce and Wandale. And then you get Jamal Williams, which still kind of leverage. I mean, that could speed it up and make it so that Fields goes off. But at the same time, if you got Detroit hammering the run game against them all game. And I will say this too, because I talked so much shit about this guy last week. <laughs> I don't like Jamal Williams at all. But I understand this week why it could make more sense. And we also have to still wait and see on Swift. Obviously, if Swift is out, it becomes a little bit better. The matchup is good. Going up against Chicago, it's the same. Uh, it's the same matchup we saw Pollard just crush them for. Everyone crushes. Everyone the does, Bears but defense. I mean, like using the example of what we is most recent in people's minds. Again, I don't need Jamal Williams to get me forty-five. I just hate that we usually when Swift is in and they have everything else going on that you're usually waiting on him to score three touchdowns, and then wondering will these nineteen points after the couple yards and the three touchdowns still work out? And, and sometimes it doesn't. But yeah, th- this is a build. I would be fine with Pat. Like I, I really would. So we've talked through some of the bigger ones now, the more popular ones. I do want to use do fields though, because if he's going to be the highest known quarterback, we should do it. Guessing people are going to use some fields lineups and how those can look. Like what's the most obvious lineup we can build with like the, the play that the play, the best play shitter guy lineup with Justin Fields is it fields by himself. Do you think people will do that? Or do you think that they will want to stack it up? Cause it's cheap. They'll, they'll stack it up. Cause it's still cheap. Mooney's price barely went up. So Mooney and Komet are the two that you think are going to be the most likely in this lineup? Might as well. Let's just say people are using standard rules, double stacking. Amon Ra's the bring back. Okay, so Fields, Mooney, St. Brown, Komet, $5,500 per player. Vikings D. Yeah, Vikings D, ETN, Pierce. Plug them in. You have, oh, wow, you have 6000 to use here. Like ETN, Pierce. Yeah, 6000 Yeah, 61 for a receiver and a flex. This is an interesting spot, actually. And I think what people will do in these lineups, if it was me, and this is what I was left with, and I'm taking a dump, hour to go, I filled up this lineup. I was like, man, I got a ton of money left in this lineup. Who do I like kind of from the bottom? Let's say I like, I mean, the optimizer will give you Zay Jones. We like Donovan Peoples-Jones a little bit better, or Mac Hollins. I use Mac Hollins as my flex or receiver. And in my flex, I can use, man, I wish I could go a little bit cheaper than that because I can almost get to Derrick Henry. But I can get to Josh Jacobs, otherwise I just use Matt Collins. I could use Kamara, no problem. 
You can use Kamara and a better defense. That's what it looks like. Yeah, Kamara, and you can go up to $2,700 of defense. Indy, you talked about. Cardinals D is actually kind of nice, especially if Wofford's playing. Yeah, I don't. I kind of like Indy without their pieces. I I like Indy, too. I'm good with Indy, and no one's going to use them. So, like, Indy build is Fields, Mooney, Komet, Amon Ra. You can get Pierce, Etienne, and get Donovan Peoples-Jones in there. And you still get Kamara and the NDD. Yeah, you can, can't you? You yeah. like you like People's Jones better than Mac Hollins? Well, I would, and especially in this build, I'm going against. Not that this matters, but I mean, this helps you validate how the roster ends out for me when I say, "Oh, Indy, I like Indy." They're going against the, the Raiders. I'm saying that those lack of pieces. Instead of trying to find who to use on Las Vegas, why not say they're down so many pieces they just get crushed? It doesn't work out. They can't find their guys. And you get your build out this way. And yeah, you've got it projects slightly better than those builds we just did. Okay. That's interesting. But at And you would probably move much higher ownership, I should say. Oh yeah, this is about as chalky. Which is why, but that's what I'm saying. That's why I lo- so those two builds we just did, I thought were awesome. Especially the last one where I double stacked it. Mm-hmm. You've got that lineup to me, it projects like a 0.5 on my stuff less than the other. And the ownership and the is ownership probably forty percent less. It's way less, way less. <laughs> that's what I mean. Where I'm doing that. And that's with the chalk D matched and all this stuff in those situations. So I don't know. Like, well, let's go back to this fields lineup then. How do we make this a little bit different? Because we've now used ETN Pierce and Camara as our three running backs who project to be the three highest owned running backs of the week. Yeah. That's, that's the only problem there. They all look pretty good. Um, I think, so you take a, you take a Monra, and probably go to Raymond instead of people's Jones, and then upgrade that spot to another receiver, a, a Waddle or hell CD lamb, Olave. One I think of those it has Hopkins. Be, I think it has to be like Jamal Williams though, where you're saying running from that side, running from that side is what speeds it up on the way back. And then you, you can build in there. Like if you, if you swap out Camara for Jamal Williams and still keep the NDD, who is a different spot, you have 8,500 and we're not just making, you don't just have to make one swap, but I'm just saying now you can get in, other guys like you could switch it out completely like you could take out donovan people's jones upgrade to amari if you want to call that an upgrade still have 6300 left and be able to get someone like now nah, you get kind of stuck there that's a bad range to be in okay okay i got it i got it i got it here we go i mean in as a like if just making that one switch get rid of camara get rid of people's jones upgrade people's jones to cooper you have fifty three hundred dollars left with the colts d for a flex spot if you wanted it although there's no bring back right this is keeping saint brown in this lineup too by the way you now get to that bottom of the five thousands which brennan cooks is there who looks like he's gonna play rondell moore is there at fifty two hundred dollars pickens like there's there's options claypool downgrade from Mooney to Claypool if you wanted to yeah you might have to I know those guys have ownership too but if you think that the look the build we did at the start looks like the common fields build yes we did the best plays so it's pay up at wide receiver instead but the fields builds typically will use up those spots because they're using Amon Ra and that so it's a way to get different within them or it's pay up at running back and we've talked about enough cheap wide receivers so if you took out Pierce who you hinted at what if he fails you took out Kamara because he is a bit risky. You go something like, let's see here now, who could we take down? Okay, you go Amari to Peoples-Jones. I've got it here. We'll get to it. Amari to Peoples-Jones. Then you can play Henry if you wanted to. <laughs> well, yeah. They, at at they, running back, you could go Henry. You get Kamara and Barkley instead. So here's the build I've got. You've got Fields, Mooney, Komet with Jamal Williams 
at running back. So you're building them a little bit different that way. You've got Kamara and Barkley. Barkley's the opposite side and more expensive to get to where most get to Pierce. Then you've got Peoples-Jones and Christian Kirk, who is the leverage play off of, again, he's not like super low owned. He's actually owned this week, but I'm saying at least if you're not playing ETN that most are, you still have a piece of Jacksonville that would eat in to ETN. And that leaves you with the Indianapolis D, no Las Vegas guys where people are playing Jacobs, Moreau, you're going against that. I, I like this build if I was building for a Fields build this week. I don't know, maybe that will be my goal, Pat, like just dedicate, I just so I'm not dead, like put like five or 10% of my lineups way underweight on him, but build them in this way where it's a way that others aren't building with. So if he gets there, I'm not doing it the same way everyone else does. I'm, I'm just getting it as a, it's a cop-out, but again, these builds are pretty easy to make and they look good on paper. So I could see them still getting there. Okay. I definitely am not playing Mahomes. I, I'm not going to play Mahomes either. Mahomes for sure. I'm off. Fa- so. Famous last words. Don't care. I, at least with that one, I feel better about it. Thinking about fading fields, like I said, but I, I also th- looking at this, so you could play a second tight end instead of Barkley there and switch the lineup around and have Kelsey as your second tight end as a way to do it. And then that's not the other way that people are doing is the cheap two tight end build. You go to the Kelsey's a wide receiver one in this spot. The only guy I feel safe with on a Mahomes stack and do it that way. I think that would be interesting as well. But yeah, there's some builds like this that look pretty good. That's all I'll say where at least maybe changes my mind a little. I'm glad we talked through it, but man, I just don't want to commit to it. If you haven't been on him for the last two weeks, it's very hard to go to him now. If you don't want to play Pierce and you want to play Barkley and you do want to run back, you're obviously going to have to wait for the injury report, but Nico Collins might be back, Brennan Cooks might be back, or those guys could be out. And then you'll have Chris Moore and Philip Dorsett, both in the 3,000s, who showed they can score. Like, they're not useless. Moore can score. Rhymes, yeah, I like that Moore can score and Alanis Dorsett. I mean, give your your opponents a jagged little pill. Oh, God. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I like this quite a bit. I, I think, like you said, if you could get that spot, I wouldn't hate it, and that would be great leverage off of Pierce. Great leverage off Pierce, and just being able to use one of allocate one of your wide receiver spots with a non dead thirty six hundred dollar receiver. Yeah, I just keep paying up, especially I, if you use Keenum. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I just don't hate it at all. Moore's got touchdowns in his last two games. A lot of the snaps. How They're, much is Chris Moore? Thirty nine hundred bucks. Thirty nine. I mean, Dorsett seems to be garnering more of the target share and more yeah. scoring the touchdown. So I think you can pick your poison with that. Definitely. If, but I don't know what happens if Cook plays, if Cooks plays, or if Nico plays, if both play, obviously you don't want any part of that. But a lineup you could run out at that point would look very similar to like those Ellinger lineups that we talked about from a few weeks ago. If you wanted to go something like, let me pull up Keenum here for a second. Pull up Keenum. Make a Keenum lineup, and we'll just take everyone out besides Diggs to start off with. And this way you can fit Jefferson into it. No problem if you wanted to. You go, let's say Chris Moore. If those two guys are out, you can use, hell, Moreau at tight end at 3200 bucks. Now you can chuck in Justin Jefferson and Saquon into this lineup, and you still have 4600 bucks to, you know, I haven't put in a D yet. We'll throw in Minnesota's D just for kicks. Uh, now we have $5,000 per player. You go Peoples-Jones, and you can go Damian Pierce if you want. You don't need to go Damian Pierce, obviously, but you go Jamal Williams. You could probably get up to Tony Pollard if you wanted to in this particular spot. So there's options here with a lineup like this. Also, when you said that, that just reminded me of something else because I don't hate that, but the Jags are 2100 
you're not playing Mahomes, I I also will do that. Yeah, I should have brought that up. It'll get you off of the chalky defense for an even cheaper defense who's in a bad spot also. Yeah, I think Cleveland above and then below, like both are actually not bad at all. So, yeah, there's definitely builds here to be had that make sense that you can get to that. Like I said, that's where in us doing this exercise and talking through it, it's hard to think of just being off fields completely, but I just don't want to commit. I think like, you know, if you're in on them, go with it. But if not... I got no problem building like 10% of my builds and just taking my best ones. And if it hits, so be it. It wasn't like that hard to get to last week. If you really look at it backwards and say, and like reverse engineer the winning lineup, I get how he got there. I didn't get there. It was hard to get to. It's hard to win a million dollars. I'm saying that's what you see when you start building out fields lineups is just how easy they are to build and how good they look. The two top rated quarterbacks this week in terms of how often they appear in the optimal lineup are Keenum and Fields. Yeah. That's why I'm saying if I can just fade Mahomes, who who else is next after Mahomes? Uh, I mean, I don't even think Mahomes is next. Yeah, I know Mahomes is next, but he's way down. Oh, it's way down after Fields. That's what I mean. No, it's way down after Keenum and Fields. Yes, sorry, because Keenum's going to jump up. So let's say Mahomes is 12%. The, the next guy is actually John Walford at 4900 bucks. Yeah, no. If he starts. I don't want a piece of that. No. That's, that screams Ellinger bad. Then it's Kyler Murray if he plays. Yeah, but so, so if I'm off, like Daniel Jones is getting some love against Houston. No, no, don't I'm not do doing that. that. I'm just saying when you cancel all those out, and just, I want to pick one, one thing I've noticed for sure might help others out there too, especially in MME this year. Pick like three or four quarterbacks and just be done with it. You either hit or you don't. Like, come on. you trying to play everybody is just way too much. So if I'm saying this, like that's where I might get to four quarterbacks where it's like 30, 30, 30, 10. And the 10 happens to be fields as like an out. Maybe I pick the right one. I'll build them completely different from the field. I'll leverage up in different spots that were, we were just kind of going through in our exercise there. Use a second tight end like Kelsey. Do, do different things that way. That is how I would feel comfortable with it and what I'll look at as the weekend goes on here. But I don't want to play 10 quarterbacks or six quarterbacks this week because what if this guy, what if that guy, all these factors. Keenum and the field's 10%. Keenum, maybe I only need 20 of. That leaves me 70% to split on two guys. Brissett. Brissett, we talked about for sure. And then decide between Lawrence and Carr, maybe? Carr, we didn't build out the Carr, but we did. I mean, I don't mind those two of ones we built, actually. I kind of, I, I had no real intention of playing two of this week. Yeah, I like the two of ones a lot. But, but when you kind of built those out, I was like, okay, I can make this work. And yeah, and, and, I'll, and I'll do something way stupider than like the sensible things that you did. Play, playing like Dulwich or something like that with Moreau and be like, you, oh, you can do it now I don't like. need to play just, David Montgomery. I can play ETN in this lineup all of a sudden. That's just how I would think about the lineup when you're doing that. Like two is 200 bucks more than Fields. Makes sense. Fields is still too cheap. Like I get that. But, and Fields line up stack differently. But at least here, you can set it up with a different roster construction because you're going to Tua with Tyreek and Waddle. Whereas you can't even get to, like with Fields, you're not getting to that build. Okay, I'm going to play some trivia here with you for the week and oh, ask God. you what the, what the projections are telling me Okay, in terms of how often a player, percentage-wise, is in the optimal lineup after running 10,000 simulations of this slate. Uh, we just did the top three quarterbacks. It's Keenum, Fields, and Mahomes. And we have it at 14%, 12%, 10% in terms of optimal rate. Who do you think the three most optimal running backs are? ETN. Number one. Pierce. Number three. Barkley. Barkley's number four. Kamara is number two. Kamara. That's the other one I was going to go with. So, okay, we're close. Jamal Williams, number seven. 
Yeah, I talked so much shit about him last week, but I I will say that's a guy I like this week. David Montgomery, number 10. Don't hate it. And, weirdly, Jeff Wilson, number 9. Cancel. Cancel? Just a big X. <laughs> I don't there, know. there is I, a big X button here that I can press. I would press it. But he's 5500 bucks. That's why. Yeah. He makes some of these other... He's the only running back that can make some of those lineups work. You know one name we didn't even really mention this entire time? Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I, I brought him up when you brought up Chubb. I said that's the, only, that's the other thing you have to think of there is the what if always so that's 5300 bucks yeah and that's the only way realistically in my mind you can justify using a cheap running back with a week of reasonably priced good running backs yeah and you have to take shots too like you could play if you want to again you know what the risk is if you want to play pacheco yeah like, listen if the blowout happens like, and he you, gets you those? talk about pacheco you talk about james cook jalen Waddle, not jalen waddle jalen warren i can see a path for hunt i don't really see a path for those other guys outside of when we look at the bell curve, this little part up here. Yeah. With Hunt, it's like, you know, he's on like this part of it. Uh, I see Hunt <laughs> as the highest of those ones for sure. And I would see Pacheco as the risk that you at least could make an argument to take because they are good. Mahomes and them are good. It's a leverage piece within that game. It's if the blowout happens. I don't see with Keenum in there, the blowout happening for Cook. I don't care that much about Warren. They still have Najee Harris. It's not the best spot. The Saints, all these fat. Like to me, I just don't care about those ones. The other two, I can at least see it, but I, I mean, Pacheco's no large amount of money on that. That's... There, there is one four thousand dollar running back I have interest in. I'm not going to get there, but I actually see a better path for him than the two guys that you just mentioned. It's Chase Edmonds. First game with the Broncos. No one knows what that role is going to be. They're underdogs to the Titans. If they get down early. One thing that's been missing from that offense since Javante Williams went out is the check down running back. They yeah. tried using Gordon. They tried using Boone. Well, this is actually what Chase Edmonds does. Interesting. I'll, I'll have to look I don't. Up. I don't like it, but I that is a path I can actually see materializing some person. Yeah, and I guess this is what I would tell everybody the same thing. I, just, say, I just don't think you need to do, do it. Do we need to do it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. In anything, it was oh, but if I, that's the point I always make of like the Millie Maker stuff. Oh, but if I hit that James, if, if I hit that Chase Edmonds diamond in the rough, but you still need to get everything else for the right. Week. No, you need a lot of shit to go right, and you probably don't have it. So that's it, why it was a waste. So James Edmonds actually weird weirdly factors out around in optimal lineups the same as Najee Harris, James Conner, Jonathan Taylor, and then it's Edmonds, McKissick, or not McKissick, Edmonds, Jarek McKinnon, and Dontrell Hilliard back to back to back at like 2% in the optimal. Yeah. But the boom rate is pretty low for all of these guys. The bust rate, very high. Don't think you need to go there is what we said. Yeah, I agree. So top three most optimal receivers this week. You know who number one is because he's number one every week, but no one ever plays him anymore. Cup? Cup. Yeah, I was thinking, I was like, the, the guy that's always up, that should always be up there and no one plays him is Jefferson, but it's Cup for this, yes. Well, I think Cup is always up there because his floor is so incredibly high. That's right. That he's never going to give, like, his his bust rate is so low compared to every other Oh, yeah, receiver. his bad weeks are like 22 or something. Yeah. It's like that, like a horrible week. What we talked about the Ellinger thing earlier, eight, that's like 22 for Cup. We were like, wow, he sucked today, and he got you that. So um, after that, what do we got? Let's think here. Tyreek? Tyreek is number four. Okay. And that he comes in at 13%. Hmm. Adams? No, Adams is not inside the top 10. Oh, wow. Hate, hating on Adams after that big week. Don't like Adams this week. Amari Cooper is number two. Okay. At 16%. Amon Ra is number three. Oh, I'm on, yeah, that would make sense. At 14%. It factors in pricing, too, I think. Right? It, it does factor yeah, in I pricing. And, and how often you can actually play guys together. Yes. So if Cup is going to be super high, 
Hill gets squeezed a little bit by that because he's even more expensive. Yeah, it's doing the simulations based on what the best results look like for that, and that's where you're getting it from. So that makes more sense because those guys fit into the builds. After Tyreek, five is Steph Diggs. DeAndre Hopkins, who we did not mention once at $8,000. Well, we didn't talk a lot about Kyler because we don't know. We don't know if he's playing, but I don't want to play him anyway. And then Cortland Sutton is next. I don't understand. Sutton, then Judy. I don't get this at all. Something to think about, but I, I don't, I don't want to go there. So, but the, you don't want the Mister Unlimited, Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy, Dulwich Henry sacks. It sounds easy to stack oh, up. Oh, Paul, you have a question. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Have you guys said the name Miko Hardman yet? No, because yeah. he's basically just stealing all like the goal line work. He got like nine nine targets last week. They're kind of turning him into the new hill. Yeah. <sighs> He's been good. Look, yeah. at, look at his stats the last two weeks. Yeah. He's so bad in real life, though. That's the thing. And two weeks of stats, I get it. But uh, I think he was questionable, too, leading into this week. So. Yeah, he has a – what is this here? Let's click on his note. Hardman did not practice Thursday, heading into week 10 versus the Jags. And Tony's there now. They tried to just do the old classic Andy Reid. I'll show you my new toy for a few minutes, and then I'll put him away for a bit. And now we'll let you know and we'll bring him back, which might be this week. So, again, like I said – And, and, and he's $4,500 in lineups with ETA. I would probably spend $4,100 and play Valdez-Scantling because, like, legit no one is playing him. Yeah, but, uh, again, you can do it all day long with these guys. Yeah, no, I, I get that. But I, I see Paul's point. Like, Harbin's the one who's actually producing on this team right Has now. Has been for two weeks. Yeah, that's that's, that's the last saying. two weeks. Your rules when you set up an optimizer, or you're building out a lineup, even by hand here. It's Mahomes with at least two. Now you got to think about the running backs that they have that are there. Well, I mean, there's no situation in the world where if you're playing a Patrick Mahomes lineup and it just lock in Travis Kelsey and then figure out who the next guy is. Sure, but then it doesn't work. And then those are dead. That's what my point is. But again, you have all those receivers we talk about. Juju, MVS, Hardman, You also Tony. have to remember, most of the lineups I enter are immediately dead. So I'm not too yeah. concerned about that. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> saying from a perspective, people out there thinking like, how could I miss out? To me, I have zero FOMO in not building Mahomes lineups because I don't care. Like it's, I, you have to dedicate all your builds. Like if you're doing a 20 max, lock them in. If you're doing 150 max, put them in 50% or more. Hope that you get the right combo in there and run it. And it's because there's too many combos. There's there's a lot of combos. You met you could. This is when people do it all the time. They say, "Oh, I somehow had X amount of this guy way overweight and still lost money." This is why he's definitely a candidate for that. You could have 100% Mahomes this week and still lose money if he crushes. Should we make a new? You you might not have the combos. Should we make a new optimizer rule? Only play Patrick Mahomes in showdown lineups. Then you can dedicate 150 to Mahomes. That's right. It might be the way to do it. Exactly. And try to get that. all those weirdo combos. You, you play Justin get, Watson. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Then you don't get the good game from him in showdown, and it ends up being something else. But yeah, I, I mean, it's always tough with him. But that's why I don't. I don't. I'm saying what I'm saying is I don't have the FOMO ever when I don't build with him because I don't care. Like it just it's just so hard to get to anyway. See, I have no FOMO ever with any of this stuff because I never expect to win. Yeah. When I win, it's like, oh my God, this is great. I, I just would get, I get in, so excited. That's why I was, like I said today, it's a backtrack and I'm, I'm being on air with it live talking about it. But the point of the fields thing, I want to fade him so bad. I even tweeted about it today. I was like, I feel like I'll just, I know I'm going to get hurt again. I already sensed that. There would be FOMO when I go through and with, this is part of the show. What we do, I love it. We build it out and see like, holy shit, it's that easy. There's going to be really good. If he comes through, there's going to be very high scoring, very good fields lineups and you'll be nowhere near it if you don't have it. So I'd prefer to rather just go underweight. What I always talk about with like, oh, but you're not playing. You're how, how you play it. You're paying the rake. All that it's not because I'm gonna it's I'm gonna play them way different than the other fields lineup. So of that 15% field stacks that start with him and mill out, that it's not full 15%. But if he's 15 and the rest are with him, those builds are some of them are gonna be very bad. They're gonna just load up all the chalk with them, and it's not necessarily gonna be exactly what you'd want to have in this situation. I'm not gonna build any like that. So my 10%. 
maybe like better than the actual Fields builds that are out there for the overall. Okay. Tight ends, the three most optimal. Kelsey. Kelsey's number two. Okay. Ingram? No. Ingram is seventh. All right. Higby? Higby's number four. Uh, close. Uh, Schultz? 11. Moreau. Moreau, number one. There you go. With a bullet. The injuries. Yeah, I forgot. It currently, well, it's it's close between the top three. Dulcich is number three. Yeah, Dulcich you said there earlier. Dulcich. Is that what we're saying? Dulcich? Yeah, I think it's Dulcich. Oh, I thought it was Dulcich. D-U-L-C-I-C-H? Yeah. Yeah, all three of those are 14%, 13%, 12% optimally. And then Fryermouth is right after Higby at 9%. Yeah, I like him. I don't see a lot of – I was. I guess he's at 8% ownership right now. The Hawkinson 5% ownership is like, ooh. He's, he's the right price, right, from what we did earlier yeah. when we kept looking at that. That's where, again, you make, you make a decision. I, I don't ever love two tight end builds, but that's why I was trying to say, like, if you – land there what's the difference between like a 5k some of those 5k receivers are $4,800 guys we're so, trying to pick between so when you're talking about a double tight end style like if you do play double tight end that you like there are certain tight ends that you'd be like these guys are essentially receivers yeah like it's like, Rondale Moore or TJ Hawkinson that's where I'm saying is that really the exactly that one like it's him, not it's not Dulwich Kelsey at, when Andrews is on a slate like these are the guys that are the, basically wide receiver ones and in some cases like this week they become a wide receiver one for a lot cheaper because it's where you got these 9K wide receivers. But typically, Pat, it's where people are building in like the, let's say a King of the Beach lineup, $100 buy-in, the one that you play with 80 guys in it. Mm -hmm. If you want to go Dolchich and Moreau to jam everything, that will be unique because not many are going to do it. And if they get their 12 to 15, well, it probably ain't going to come close in the Millie Maker, depending on what happens. I can beat 79 other people. You might beat 79 other people with what allowed you to jam in there. And that's where contest selection and building your rosters for the tournament that you're in is so important. That would also lead you to a bit of a different build as well, because as we've talked about, it's Kamara, ETN and Pierce. Those three running backs are going to be in all these lineups there. You, you you take, uh, you take ETN out. Now you have Kamara Henry. Well, let's say 20, let's say 20 to 25% because people play a little bit safer in that have fields, and one of Kometter Mooney, and of that of that twenty percent, seventy five percent of them have Amon Ra as the run back. You've now got these expensive wide receivers in there that could just dummy those guys and score thirty five apiece. Well, they they fail. Mooney gets you eight. Amon Ra, yeah, you got all the usage yeah, again, but he dropped points. the touchdown. He got you sixteen, and you've got thirty, thirty, yeah. twenty. I have Hopkins. 12. I have Diggs. Your your cheap tight ends got you the same number, the twelve to fifteen, and crushed him point per dollar and maybe raw if it's 14 versus 15 or something where you end up coming through that's where you can get that's where i would utilize that strategy versus other places i just looked at the harrison bryant projection five points with njoku out five is it with njoku out yeah i'm looking at it right now because i was i was shocked that i didn't see him higher up yeah on the optimal rate he's not going to be a good one-off though that's the thing right? he, he makes he, no sense he, he, he's there to prop up percent he's there to, for cl- cheap. to complete your stack and prop it up and you hope you get the result like last week where fields went with Komet and Komet got two touchdowns i guarantee you last week Komet wouldn't have popped up like that no how could he the, the, the results were he was that's why he was no ownership that's what it makes that you know what i mean he propped it up and ended up being the guy that was required but at least it made sense that's all I care about in this in this instance. So with Bryant, we have him projected at an eleven percent market share of Brissett passes in terms of the target, and thirteen percent of the receiving touchdowns as we simulate the games. That sounds about right. Yeah, it might even be too high in terms of the market share of targets. It might be, but that's again, you're you're hoping for that pace to pick up again. That's you saw it last week. That's the other thing about this that is so interesting is that Cleveland versus Miami. 
who just played Miami and went off. And what happened? That game, the pace just started going nuts in last week's game where Fields went off and broke the slate again because that's how that those games go. And we have now, the difference here is we have two pretty condensed sides. We know the Miami side's condensed. We know the Cleveland side is pretty condensed. If the pace picks up, which you built the lineups already, like we just said, if they're dead, they're dead. If the pace picks up, though, they're in very good shape. And now you get that back and forth, and that's where the points start to rack up. Tower Tambellini, toe tag and tambo, verified on Twitter. For, it might be gone. Might be it's gone a, by the time you watch or listen to this show. Which I don't, I, I honestly, the take the damn check mark. No, who cares about that? I post this twice on Twitter. I would, I wish it was five bucks for the features. I use Twitter. Other people do. I know you have TweetDeck. You have all these things. If you actually use the app, the features are good. I already built out all my bookmarks folders. I do that. I, how do you guys think? Everyone loves the tidbits, right? Every week they want the, the information. I bookmark everything throughout the week so that it's easy to go back to at the end of the week to curate it, put it all together for the people. But then everyone's like, oh, you're a loser sellout because you went and got a blue check mark. I don't care. <laughs> no one needs to know about Toe Tag and Tambo, the DFS guy, verified on Twitter. Take the check mark. Don't need it. I would never have got it. I'm not with any company that relates to getting a verified thing and I don't need it to have a following. I just want the features that come with it. So I hope even if they take away Twitter blue, just take the check mark and leave me all the features. Editing tweets. I love that when you send it now, it's like undo or edit. You get a second look versus you used to do it. Be like, oh shit, go back, delete, resend the tweet. There is very good features that come with Twitter blue. That's what I'll say. All right. Well, you can follow Tyler on Twitter at Toe and Tambo. You can find his tidbits up there on Saturday. You can also find them in the Mayo Media newsletter as well. So sub to that down in the description. What is the promo code at rumpiersports.com right now? RPS Heater 25 gets you 25% off your first month. You can hop in all sports, one price. Get in the Discord, which is also premium, where everyone's talking about stuff leading up to lock. NBA is on right now. I've been crushing with that so far. So I think just that's the biggest thing, the premium Discord. And then we do a lot of free shows as well on the RPS YouTube channel. You guys going to – I'll talk to Big T. You guys bringing back Showdown on Mayo Media Network in golf season? I believe so. Nice. My, my, my understanding is, yes, continue the path that we've been on. It's been very good for all sides, and people enjoy it, right? It's definitely good content. You get a lot of views – just on showdown content because not not many are doing no, no it. one's doing it yeah, yeah so and i don't want to do it i can tell you that much yeah, I, I like doing I it got, I, like, I got stuff to do on uh thursday evenings it makes some good money with it there's still definitely an edge left in it just like in nfl showdown it's been great yeah nfl showdown has been really nice to you too uh that's where run the sims.com can come into play for you run the sims.com slash mayo making makes listen makes every lineup build much easier when you're trying to plug in stats but for showdown you want to generate a bunch of lineups quickly and get the exact stuff that you want it is super easy the subs have been winning a ton using Run the Sims, so highly recommend that you do that. Plus, it has all the prop betting tools, all the customizable projections. RunTheSims.com slash Mayo playing the Listener's League. Smash the likes up to the channel on the way out, and I will see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off.
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.